I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. The HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Hey, hey, Rush Nation. It's Murph here. It's uh, Saturday and it's time to go to the book ahead, part two. Just wanted to um, preface this by saying, you know, good luck this week in your championship playoffs. This will be coming out Saturday night, so hopefully by the second game, but if not, definitely by the third game. So it shouldn't have too much uh, impact on uh, your fantasy lineups, uh, Texans and Buccaneers. There was a lot of people you'd, you'd want to start. And then, the, as I said, on, on the look ahead part one, when it came to the Bills and the Patriots, there wasn't that many you would really fancy uh, starting there. So um, as a result, this shouldn't change too much, but it should give you some clarity when thinking about those real halfway decisions because there's some teams uh, in here that perhaps are struggling but have really good matchups. So without further ado, let's start with Raiders at the Chargers. So the Raiders' defense has been... Uh, pretty terrible this year. Uh, they're actually the third worst against quarterbacks. Uh, fancy football, they've given up 32 touchdowns this season, 22.6 fancy points per game. The Raiders are also the eighth worst against tight ends. Nine TDs they've given up, 14.1 points per game to tight ends. Um, with the Chargers defense has been really good this year. Uh, fourth best defense, QBs. They've only allowed 19 touchdowns and 14.5 fancy points per game. And uh, also very good against wide receivers. So just the nine TDs and 27.3 fancy points per game to all the wide receivers per game. So as a result, when it comes to the Raiders, I'm not starting any of the wide receivers unless I'm absolutely desperate in a deep league, I'd start 
Tyrell Williams, he's a sort of wide receiver four for me. I'm not starting Derek Carr, that's absolutely desperate either. Um, we know that Josh Jacobs is out, which means that DeAndre Washington is an RB3 this week. In some PPR formats, he might climb to a low-end RB2, um, but ultimately he's a player that still carries some risk, even though he should get the volume. Darren Waller is the only really safety uh, player that you can start. He's a tight end one this week. When it comes to the charges, I'm firing up almost everybody this week if I can. Uh, Rivers is a high-end QB2 sort of streaming option. Eckler is a running back two in half-point PPR. He's a running back one in full-point PPR. Even in standard, he's running back two as well. Gordon is also a running back two in all formats. Keenan Allen is a wide receiver one. He's a definite must-star. Mike Williams is a wide receiver two, depending on the format, but he's a top 20 uh, wide receiver this week, maybe 21 at worst. And then Hunter Henry is obviously a tight end one as well. So really like this matchup for the Chargers to get a late season win. And I'll be firing up everybody I can on this Chargers offense if possible. Next game to look at is Lions at Broncos. So the Lions uh, defense is, again, similar to the Raiders, been absolutely terrible. Fourth worst versus uh, QBs this season, just slightly worse than the Raiders. Uh, 30 touchdowns, just the six interceptions they've managed to make this year, and 21.6 fantasy points per game. They're also the fifth worst versus running backs. Uh, 19 touchdowns they've conceded, and 28.6 fantasy points per game to running backs, and then also the third worst versus wide receivers with 17 touchdowns conceded, 40.6 fantasy points per game. Whether the Broncos have been very good on defense, eighth best versus quarterbacks, and eighth best versus running backs. 15.8 fantasy points per game and for quarterbacks and 20.7 fantasy points per game for running backs. Um, as a result, the Lions are less. Kerry L. Johnson is activated and plays. And even then, he's not played for a number of weeks. He is going to have some rust. I'd be a bit careful about what to do with him. When it comes to David Blau, he's a definite non-starter. They're also struggling with uh, wide receivers with tight ends due to a lot of injuries. So for the Lions, there's only one player I'm sticking in my lineup this week. That's Kenny Golladay. He's a wide receiver too. I'm not starting anybody else. Maybe Matt Prater as a kicker might be the only other player I'd consider. So for the Broncos, again, you know, don't get cute. Don't start Will Greer. You don't need to in this situation. There's plenty of other streamable quarterbacks here. There's just three players from the Broncos I would start. As Lindsay is a running back two. Sutton is a low end wide receiver one. Fantasy tight end one. This is a game I don't really want a massive piece of. Um, I'm quite happy just to keep it at those players, especially if I've, I've got a title on the line. Next game is Cardinals at Seahawks. Um, the Seahawks. Seahawks have given up the second most amount of points to tight ends and actually the most yards to tight ends in the NFL this season. Although they've only given up 16, uh, six touchdowns to tight ends, they've given up 15.4 fantasy points per game. So even said that, Charles Clay doesn't get enough volume in the way that they play the air raid offense in Arizona. It doesn't really involve the tight ends all that much. So it doesn't make me want to start one. But if I was absolutely desperate and there weren't any tight ends on the waiver wire, then Charles Clay might be worth a, a really long uh, shot in the dark. But maybe not for championship week. The Arizona defense is also pretty terrible. So, uh, worst defense against quarterbacks, 34 touchdowns, which leads the league. Just seven interceptions they've had all season and 24.6 fantasy points per game. They're also second worst versus wide receivers, 17 touchdowns, 43.3 points per game. And they're the worst against tight ends, as uh, is very well documented. 14 touchdowns they've given up to tight ends this season, 18.8 uh, fantasy points per game. For the Cardinals, it's pretty... Linear backfield, very easy to predict um, in terms of a fancy lineup. It's very, very thin. Uh, Murray, for me, is a quarterback one this week. 
uh, Kenyon Drake is a running back two this week. And I, I would put Christian Kirk as a, a wide receiver two this week, probably at the low end of that. Fits for me as a wide receiver four this week. I just don't like that as an option this week. So I probably won't be playing him. For the Seahawks, you're obviously firing up Wilson as your quarterback one. Carson I have as my second or third running back this week. Uh, he's a must-start for me against uh, this this terrible uh, Arizona defense. Lockett is a wide receiver two for me. Metcalf is a wide receiver three. He's a fringe flex play. If you need to uh, bolster your ranks, especially in the PPR, he might get some targets. But I don't have high expectations for him to have a huge week. Um, Hollister, for me, is a must-start tight end. Um, I've got him at the low end tight one based on the usage and production the last few weeks. But against Arizona, everybody tends to score against Arizona. There's only one game this season. I don't think the tight end has scored a touchdown. So I'm definitely having Hollister in my lineups this week. The last game on the 9 o'clock or 9.25 slates is Cowboys at the Eagles for the NFC East division title. Eagles have been pretty terrible against uh, wide receivers. 22 touchdowns conceded this season. 38.7 fantasy points per game, a seventh worst against wide receivers. Whereas the Cowboys have been very good against wide receivers. Uh, 11 touchdowns, 29.5 fantasy points per game. Uh, but they haven't been great against tight ends. Six touchdowns, 15.1 fantasy points per game. The wide receiver argument is key here, especially for Dallas, because you look at who is available for the Eagles to throw. It's Greg Ward, and that's kind of it. So I don't love Greg Ward as an option this week. I think you get volume in a PPR format. I might consider playing him as a very low-end flex. But in any other format, I'm probably not starting in this week. The Cowboys, it's, uh, again, pretty pretty simple offense to uh, predict. Prescott is easily a quarterback one. Elliott is easily a running back one. And Cooper is easily, even though he's had a couple of down weeks, a wide receiver one. I, I like Gallup as a wide receiver two option, just for how bad the secondary has been for Philadelphia this season. And they do give up a lot of yards. So I like Gallup as a low-end wide receiver two play. And Witten, I've got as sort of a streamable tight end play if you can't seem to find any better options. Uh, the Eagles, I don't really like Wentz massively this week. He's a streaming option at best for me. Uh, I do think there's better options, but I do put him in sort of a QB2 class, uh, sort of top 16 at best, but the bottom end of that. I'd rather have Ryan Fitzpatrick, if I'm being honest. I really like Miles Sanders. He's a low-end RB1 for me. I think he's really delivered in the last few weeks and great on both sides of the ball, uh, receiving and um, uh, and running with the football. So I really like him this week. Boston Scott is a very low-end wide receiver. Running back three, he's a desperation play if you desperately need to fill in. I'm quite happy. But the real points this week will come from the tight end, and I'm very comfortable starting both this week. Uh, Earth for me is a tight end one and so is Goddard but uh, this is probably a top two top three tight end for me Goddard hungs around the, the sort of 10th range he's sort of there with um, OG Howard as I'm sort of mentioning and, and um, Jacob Hollister that sort of bracket for me this week uh, penultimate game on the slate Sunday night football Chiefs at Bears Chiefs D has been third worst against the running backs 14 touchdowns 29.2 fantasy points per game but they have been second best which surprised me against wide receivers just the 10 touchdowns to wide receivers this year 26.8 fantasy points per game the Bears Defense has been very vanilla. They're not really top, they're in the top seven or eight in any category, um, which surprises you given how highly people rated this Bears defense and, and how well they are. But they haven't been amazing this year because they spend too much time on the ball and they, they subsequently give up plays if, if they're on the field too much. In terms of the Chiefs for me this week, Mahomes is a quarterback one. Damian Williams looks like he's going to go. He's off the injury report. I think he is going to play and he is a running back three for me. If you really need Shady McCoy, he's a, a running back four for me, but I probably wouldn't start him unless I was absolutely desperate. Whether it's, uh, cause it's, it's still 
still this question of whether or not they're running back by committee, and that's the the biggest question of them all. Hill is a wide receiver one. Obviously, I think I've got him third or fourth overall wide receiver, and Kelsey's a natural tight end one. You're always playing him if you have him. For the Bears, it's very, very thin. The only players I'm under any consideration to play, and who I'd say are must-starts this week, is Dave Montgomery is a running back two, Anthony Miller is a wide receiver three, and Alan Robinson is a wide receiver one this week. Cohen is the only other player. I think he's a fringe flex pay at best. I don't love Trubisky in this matchup, but perhaps I like him a little more than some QBs. But again, I'd probably have him around about 18th QB overall this week. So there's better options on the waiver wire like Ryan Fitzpatrick, as mentioned previously. Moving on to Monday Night Football, um, and it's the Packers at the Vikings. Again, another divisional uh, playoff, for, playoff for, basically for the title uh, for the NFC North. So uh, Packers are very good against... Uh, wide receivers for defense, 10 touchdowns, 31.5 fantasy points per game. Vikings are very good against running backs, just the eight touchdowns conceded in 20.4 uh, 20 fantasy points per game, their fifth best against running backs. So that when you're looking at the strengths here, it does mean that I'm slightly down on uh, Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams this week and slightly uh, down on Dixon Thielen this week, just on the back of how good these defenses are. So as a result for me, Aaron Rodgers, he's a fringe quarterback one, quarterback two option. He's the very low end. I think I've got him at QB 12 or 11 this week. Aaron Jones, I have his uh, running back one, but again, very low end. He's on the fringe for me. I think he's uh, running back 11 overall for me. Damian Williams is a fringe running back three, running back four. In PPR format, I feel maybe ever so slightly better about playing him, but in standard format, I certainly won't be. And Jamal Adams is a wide receiver one, and that's all I want to know from the Packers. In terms of the Vikings, I'm comfortable starting Cousins. He's slightly above Rodgers in my rankings this week. Now it looks like uh, it's going to be Mike Boone. Dalvin Cook is ruled out. looks like Madison is also going to be ruled out. So Mike Boone for me is a running back too. And the reason he's there, not only higher, is purely due to the fact he hasn't caught the ball this season. So that's a slight concern, which is why I'm perhaps tempering expectations slightly. I expect his PPR standard numbers to be very, very similar. I expect him to catch loads out of the backfield. That could change, but I haven't seen anything to suggest otherwise. So I've got to be a little bit careful of expectations here as I give you that information. Uh, Diggs and Thielen back-to-back for me is wide receiver two is very low end. Wide receiver two is there in, uh, around about the 20, 20 to 22 mark for me. And then Rudolph is a tight end two for me. He's a streamable option, but I think there's better options you could probably pick up. Uh, that's it. That's it for, for the fantasy season. That's the last uh, look ahead. I'm going to be going through uh, everything from here on out. It's going to be uh, looking back and reviewing and we'll do plenty of analysis um, I will be back at some point with a wave wire article and hopefully a wave wire podcast for week 17 but don't expect it to be too wild because it's going to be a lot of players that um, could be uh, benched and uh, it's just basically just punting um, also there's not many people playing uh, at week 17 leagues I don't think I've got a single one this year so fingers crossed to all of you this week hope you all do very well and look forward to hearing all your stories about winning fantasy titles and please make sure to share with us at on twitter at five and rush but until later and until later on in the week keep rushing live a long healthy life if you're HIV positive with the current treatments we can get patients down to being undetectable the array of options is so much greater today you equals you 
Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforyoumc.org. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.